accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. Republicans in Indiana clearly don't want any part of accountability, so we got to take matters into our own hands, and the next guy with us has some ideas. Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kebs here. Tony Kennett in for Casey today. Very pleased to be joined in studio by Dr. Dan Stock. He is the uh, head head honcho over at Citizens Coalition for Legislative Accountability. Dan, how are you, my friend? Good. Thanks for having me today, guys. All right, so tell us very quickly about, because we want to get into your ideas, about the group Citizens Coalition for Legislative Accountability and what you guys are trying to do so we're a group of groups actually oh great yeah who have uh, strengthened numbers that's right gotten together uh to promote an idea of changing the rules in the chambers of the house and the senate at the state level hopefully at the federal level eventually but right now we're indiana only with the idea of making it so that legislators can't hide from debate and voting i love this because we see this all the time and tony and i talk about this quite a bit where you have guys who will who, uh, these leaders in the House, the Senate, where there's a, something that the people might be for that would be good for society, that would be good for the taxpayers, but hey, some special interest certainly doesn't want it, and they ensure that that bill never sees the light of day. Well, in fact, I think we need to understand how frightened the system we've set up for our legislatures makes them. After all, unfortunately, until we get laws that actually make it so campaign cash is not free speech and people can't just give it to anybody they want in huge amounts, these guys are having to choose between the lobbyists who help them get elected and the people who they're supposed to be serving. So right now, we actually have to make sure that they can't escape the consequences of what will happen when they choose the lobbyists and his campaign cash over the constituency. And right now, the rules of the chamber is what's allowing them to do that. These chamber rules were designed for a time back in the 1600s when escaping a debate was considered the mark of a scoundrel. And you, <laughs> you, could, you, know, you couldn't get to a legislature if you were like that. Oh. But now in this very frightening electoral system we have right now, uh, the best thing to do when you're proposed with an idea that the lobbyists will, won't like and your constituents will is to not expose to your constituents how you chose. And that is to make sure that bill never gets a hearing. No amendment that would put that into force gets onto the floor for a debate and no vote gets taken. And this is so important because people really need to realize that, you know, we talk about issues, big things that are coming in from the legislature, et cetera. But it's almost like a fait accompli when it gets there. The big bosses are the ones who are going to decide. Rod and Todd, the Flanders boys, these committee chairmen who are yes-men stooges, they are the ones who are going to ensure what lives or dies, and they're not doing it based on you. They're doing it based on whatever their donor lobbyist crowd want. As a matter of fact, one of the things, uh, our group, which is totally nonpartisan, by the way, um, our group is aware of the idea that as soon as we concentrate power in a few people in the legislature, um, we automatically make them become targets for lobbyists because now they have power worth buying. And our solution to that is actually to change the rules 
so that there is no one in the legislature who has that power. Uh, And the reason this system is still going on is because most people in the state of Indiana have no idea how the legislative process works. So they they can pull this off. What our group is going to do is assemble a group of groups who have all decided that, look, debate and voting is good for everybody on whichever side of the issue you're on. And so we need to have rules that make it so that debate can't be escaped and that vote can't be escaped. Uh, Dr. Dan Stock is our guest. He's part of the Citizens Coalition for Legislative Accountability. And we've seen this lack of response from governments at all levels. I know you were, as a, as a medical doctor, you were very involved in trying to speak at school board meetings, talking about the dangers of masking, the harm that it was for kids. And you saw, as many of us have seen, kind of just the utter disregard, in that case it was parents, but taxpayers at a collective at these city and town council meetings. It's bad government, irresponsible government, government that ignores the people across the board. Well, as a matter of fact, I think one of the best examples of that was in the 2021 legislature when there was an attempt made to restrict the governor's emergency powers so he couldn't just rule by fiat. And there were two bills filed, um, 1121 and 1123. 1121 had no uh, constitutional controversy with it. Basically said after two weeks of emergency, you have to call a special session or the emergency's over. Um, And that one never got a hearing. And instead, what came out was 1123, a bill that said, well, we're not going to make him call the entire legislature. And we're just going to, in a constitutionally questionable form, give the Speaker of the House and the President Pro Tem the ability to call a special session. When that was then overruled by the courts as being unconstitutional, nobody came back to propose the alternative because they'd already put on the show Uh that looked like they had tried to restrict the governor's power. It's so funny you said that because I said there's no way Rod Bray is an attorney and there's no way he would stay in business as an attorney if he wrote crappy pieces of legal doctrine the same way he wrote a very crappy law because that law was designed to fail. They wanted it to fail because they want Holcomb to have the emergency power authority of the governor to have it. And they wanted to go back to their constituents and go, well, we tried, but those evil judges in the courts, they just took our power away from us. You're absolutely 100 percent right. And they haven't done boo since. You know, it's it's interesting because um, earlier this year, myself and two of my colleagues actually met with one of the legislators. I'm not going to name him um, until we have a chance to discuss with him, but he actually allowed us to record his conversation and on that recording um, admitted that he was killing a bill um, because he had been told by leadership to do so because they were going to use it on a different vehicle that would make it, even though I pointed out the other vehicle you're putting it in, puts it on constitutionally questionable grounds. And I asked him why I should, this should be put at risk of this. And he said, well, because the leadership told me to. So, and I want people to understand that when I, when I speak about this legislator, um, we have to understand the position he's in because of the concentrated power. Right. He even says, I serve at the pleasure of the Speaker of the House and the President Pro Tem. And so he understands the guns at his head as well. Um, this isn't an attempt for us to go bash legislators. Oh, they should. You should. Yeah, you should. Be, yeah, we should. Like, our favorite hobbies. You know, I tell you, my favorite phrase is somebody says, you know, it sounds like you're taking no prisoners of legislatures. And I say, no, no, that's not true. We are hoping to take legislators prisoner, <laughs> reform them, and release them back into the legislature in their reformed view. So um, this is this is something that, that really gets on my nerves, as, as many things do. So I, I don't like the idea that we start saying, oh, you're, you're, you know, people are being too mean to legislature. If you step up into civil service, uh, you are 
putting yourself up to the full, honest criticism of the uh, public to which you serve. And when I see certain senators, and you're not going to name names, I will, Kyle Walker, who I sat down and had breakfast with, and and I, I had a lot of questions for the senators, and I showed him a lot of data, and I also talked to him about certain things in Indiana education that were problematic. And then he went back to the state house and he started neutering bills, even though at breakfast he told me, yeah, I agree with you, this is bad when you do something about it. Yes, we should do these measures. And then goes and like kind of waters things down and goes the other way, voted against the constitutional carry bill, among other things. And and so this is why I'm passionate about at least exposing some of the lobbying efforts, because when I talk to senators and when I talk to representatives and they tell me one thing and then they go vote another way, something is wrong. Something there are some shenanigans afoot. Right. And, and this is something that at least Americans should have the right to see what's going on. I hate it when I go into the state house and meet more lobbyists than people. In fact, um, I want people to know we are going to name names eventually. Um, what we're trying to do is to convince the legislators that it is in their best interest to side with us over lobbyists and change these rules, that by diffusing out that power, no, long, no longer is anybody a target. Um, however, if these people can't rise to be what the moment requires, and you're quite right, um, look, uh, we have to change the job description for our legislators. And they may resist this change, but our hope is to get them convinced that this change is in their best interest. But if we can't, then the other alternative is that they have to be replaced. So the, just to jump in here, this change is possible. This isn't just throwing darts at a, at a dartboard that, you know, there's a wall between. The one credit I will give Nikki Haley is that back when she made her run to state legislature, the reason she ran for governor is because South Carolina had, they allowed voice votes for everything, so no one ever knew how the representatives voted, ever. She was like, no, you need to be on the record whenever you vote for something so you're held accountable. And that was the first thing she pushed for and got when she was made governor of South Carolina. So, and uh, and, you know, despite all the junk that she's done since then, that's a good thing. These changes can happen. We can reform some aspects of the system. This is not a hopeless battle. As a matter of fact, it's probably the weakest link in the lobbyists' armor. Uh, the rules of the chamber can be changed at any time by a simple majority vote. It doesn't require a majority of Republicans or Democrats. Um, if one guy proposes the rules changes, anybody who doesn't second it will know that they didn't second it. Um, and in fact, it's interesting. One of the changes we want to make in the rules of the uh, chambers right now is if somebody makes a procedural objection to proceeding on debate on a particular amendment or a particular bill, uh, that that uh, objection must immediately be decided by roll call vote by either the committee or the entire chamber, depending on the circumstance, so that if they're going to kill a bill's debate and uh, voting, we have to have them on record. They voted to kill it. We got about a minute and a half left. Uh, I want people to know, one, how they can get a hold of you, because I think this group is very important, and two, what you hope to accomplish by getting more people involved. Well, once we have the population educated as to how their legislators are escaping the debate and the vote that would represent them, that's our major thing right now is to get them educated. Then they can accept the reform changes we're trying to make. Our website will hopefully be up soon. It's uh, fixmylegislature.com. Right now, we can be reached, uh, reached at citizenscoalition at proton.ma. Okay, you want to give that again? Sure. That's a long one. So uh, People cit- getting their pens out. Citizens Coalition with no punctuation at proton.ma. L-A, M-A, excuse me. And our website will be fixmylegislature.com. I uh, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's great. The The system is totally broken. It's the and, and it's the actual system itself, right? When people say the system is broken, this is the actual example of the system being broken because good legislation often never sees the light of day. 
because of the rules and the way they these higher up guys can protect things from even being voted on. Dr. Dan Stock, you're awesome. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me down. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Jim Merritt will join us. We'll talk all about uh, Jefferson Shreve's gun proposal. We'll talk about the plan with this Brad Chambers guy screwing over Suzanne Crouch. We'll get into that more. It's Kendall Casey Show, 93 WIBC.